0: This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 56 of The Real Word. Word is up. Are we good? Are <laughs> I'm we good? Delayed. <laughs> it's all delayed. All right. Well, we're going to run oh. through it. This is Instagram Live, our first ever Instagram okay. Live for The Real Word. We've got three rackets for you. And let's get right into it, Nicole. Or, or do you want to do the Happy New Year thing? Do you want to do that first, and then get into it, or do you just Happy want to New get Year? into it?
1: Happy New Year! Is that Happy, Happy New-, New Year? Yay! Happy New Year. Good. Yeah. Happy look, New Year. You, by
0: you look excited. All right. Racket number one. And this was on the Inman Weekender. We'll link that up as we always do. Uh, it says okay. racket number one on your list. Is yeah? I don't
1: have that agent.
0: Up. Centric is Uh, agent centric the wrong brokerage approach, meaning, you know, a lot of brokerages, ours included, included. will say that the agent is their client. Uh, This was written by an independent broker who says she only focuses on not only uh, I should refrain that, but her focus is on the age or the client, Uh, not the agent. Is this a racket? Which approach from a brokerage perspective is the right one?
1: Well, I agree with exactly what she's saying in this article, because she's talking about the fact that it's always about the client and the client experience. And if you're concentrating too much on the agent, then you're not concentrating on the client, like their experience. Um, She also actually talks about liability here too, because regardless of who's actually heading the transaction, the broker is always the one that's liable. So um, I actually, I feel like I need to give her a big high five because she's definitely paddling against the norm here in this article. And she even references the fact that at all the immigrants that she's been to in the last year, everyone that's up there has been talking about the fact that, oh, now you switched your thing. Now I'm looking at, I'm looking at what's going on. You get bored keep looking going. at me? Keep what going. What happened? No,
0: keep going.
1: <laughs> um, well, she was just talking about the fact that she was even surprised to hear that these big box brokerages were even, you know, sort of screaming to the people that it is an agent-centric um, industry. So I think that traditionally it's always been that way. I think it's probably a great way to keep your agents like st- like to keep them there to keep like s- stay, right? Like if you know yeah. that you're sort of boss or owner or sort of broker is is about you and helping you then of course you're going to want to stay because that's what you want to hear right but um obviously our job is to make sure our client is well taken care of but also she was even talking about the fact that you know if you have multiple locations that your your client is getting the same type of experience regardless of where they're at and I think that's obviously the most important thing as well so so um, I I think it's a fabulous article
0: to your point, the client always has to come first, but I'm calling this a racket. Because a racket. If you, Yeah, it's a total racket. If you don't take care, well, number one, a brokerage is a business. You have to remember that. So it's a business and it needs cash all the time or it will not survive. So if you don't run your business that way, it's gonna be very difficult to help clients. And I think pouring back into agents is the right approach. So I I think that this is a racket because if you don't have agents that understand how to serve the client, have the tools necessary to serve the client, if you focus on tools, you're going to lose. So you have to build up the agent, their brand, their skills,
1: all of that stuff. I don't know. I think, though, part of it comes down to the the tools that you're giving your agent will obviously benefit your client. So if you're always thinking about sort of the client. Exactly. But then you sort of back into the agent, then how can the agent fulfill that for the client? I so agree
0: with you. I agree of you. That's of like, exactly hey, how you make get there. Sure,
1: let's make sure that this is really easy for the agent to, like, use in terms of, like, a platform. Like, it should be about what does the client need and then sort of backing yourself into then How can the agent, like you know, obtain that for the client, but, um, so I mean, it's super mixed, but I'll yep. let you finish your thought. I
0: mean, no, I'm a hundred percent there. You're going to back into what you're going to pour into your agents off of the client needs. Absolutely. But if you're not pouring your energy and your resources into the agents, right, then they will be not giving the best service they possibly can to every client that they come in contact with. So let's move on. Racket number two You know, the rackets, they feel much better down here in in Naples, Florida, by the way, Nicole. I just figured I'd throw that in. But racket number two, Zillow removes client data from a specific contract. And so what they're referring to here, we're going to link this up as we always do. This is an Inman article. Um, This is from the broker program, the Flex Pricing Program. We've talked about the Flex Pricing Program uh, on The Real Word before, and – Essentially, Zillow was asking if they were to buy uh, you know, one of the Zillow houses, they would ask you to upload all of the data, the client information, into a spreadsheet or into Dotloop, which is, of course, owned by Zillow. They've now removed that, and one broker told Inman, it seems likely this runs directly counter to realtors' requirements for confidentiality. Nicole, I'll ask you over there in what looks to be warm Connecticut, so, your opinion is this a racket or not?
1: I don't think this is a racket. I guess I'm even surprised that this was even included in there. Um, I guess I get probably why they wanted all the information because it's I didn't read in this article that it was their home. Did I miss that line? Did I miss that? I did no, Maybe uh, it's, I just didn't read it properly because I was th- when they
0: sell a home through this program. So whether the buyer came from Zillow or not, they're, they're asking them to provide both sides of that transaction. Um, and that buyer potentially didn't come through Zillow. They could have been a referral or whatever. So you're sharing information that Zillow didn't originally
1: have, right?
0: which is, which is the confidentiality issue.
1: Right. So I'm actually surprised that that was even in the contract to begin with. Um, so I, I guess, I think Zillow's doing the right thing here. And- so I don't, I don't find this to be a racket.
0: And if you actually open up the article, you know, for anybody that's uh, listening or watching and you go down to the comments, comment number two, Rama says that Light is doing the same thing. So what does HomeLight know that Zillow knows that all these places know? They know that getting closer to the client, getting closer to the consumer. So to Nicole's point in racket number one, people that can serve the client, the customer the best, have the information, have the access are gonna win. So they're just fighting for more information.
1: Well in 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 that description, I mean it looks like Home Light is actually looking for all of her sales data.
0: They wanna go and, back and that's to the only way that, that they'll
1: actually Yeah. And that's the only way that she'll get leads. I mean right. that's that, that's a racket.
0: That's a total that's racket. All right. Yeah. Racket number three. This one Nicole sent to me while I, you know when I was down here on break and um where did you find this one, Nicole? Where, where is this? Where does this article come so from? so obnoxious. So this one I
1: actually saw on, I think it well, was the Today show. What, what?
0: Are we going to tell them what it is? Give them the title, and then, and then oh, go from, it's, from there. It, the,
1: it's the Los Angeles man posed as a realtor to swipe millions in luxury goods. Um, I watched it, again, I think it was on the Today Show, or I'm usually a Today Show girl, so I think that I saw it on the Today Show. And then Who's I the Today that.
0: Show, people? Who does the Today Show? I do the Today Show.
1: Oh, we should no, do that. Is that that you're
0: hosting? You're hosting? That would be a racket. Who's the host hosting? of the Today Show? Yeah.
1: Oh, hmm. There's two girls. <laughs> you don't know I'm a Matt ones. Lauer. Right. I was a Matt Lauer fan. so. Um, moving on, moving on. I'm still getting used to my – So, anyway, so this guy actually pretended to be a real estate agent to get inside of – I mean, it sounded like he was actually getting into some, like, famous like movie star homes too and then swiping their stuff it sounds like the police were actually most surprised because he had really expensive wine like it sounds like he was sort of like a like a wine lover um nice but anyway so yeah so he was posing as a realtor to get into these homes um i don't know if he was stealing them while he was like on like a showing or if he was like getting in there to like you know sort of what do they call that scope the scene what is the is that what it is scope it
0: and then going back
1: later to steal but case 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 it case it yeah thank you thank you um but again I thought that it was super interesting because I I mean I feel like it is a little bit of a risk you know I mean through our MLS we do have a, a like showing time so we could you know actually see the agent that is requesting the showing but there's been times where I've had agents just call me And if I, I mean, I don't necessarily know every single agent in the entire state of Connecticut. So, um, definitely not 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 yet, not yet, not yet. Here's
0: what's, here's, what's not a racket is that clients, agents need to understand when there's a lot of questions coming from a listing agent. It's because of situations like this. There are reasons there are, there is a lot of information from a buyer that is needed before a door gets opened because who's coming into my house from a seller's perspective, right? An owner's perspective, who's coming in my house? Have you Google searched them? What do you know about them? What can you tell me? What insider information do you have about them? These are important things and these may come off as a waste of your time. If you're a buyer or a buyer's agent to answer these questions, but if I'm a listing agent, I'm asking them. And and if they're not answered, the showing does not happen. So I don't think, you know, but do I think this particular article is a racket? This guy's an obvious scumbag and and I don't know if it's a racket, but he was running some type of a racket for sure. Well, if but
1: anything, you... I mean he saw he saw an opening and he took it. I mean yeah. he saw or you know, I mean it's I mean you've gotta,
0: you've gotta have your guard up as a professional real estate agent if you're listing property at any level, luxury level, I don't care the price tag. Right. These are people's homes, their belongings. Make sure you know who's coming into the house. Make sure you know the agent that's bringing people in, right? You, you get the same agent in the marketplace that does all the deals. You know they vet out their buyers. You don't have to vet them out every single time you know right. who they are. But if it's a new agent or a new buyer, you've got to do your homework.
1: Yeah,
0: that's for sure. That's for sure. It's
1: creepy anyway. Wearing like a hoodie and shit. Like, hopefully, it wasn't wearing that on his showings.
0: Do, does he look as creepy as me under this umbrella or?
1: Hmm. No. Kind.
0: Of, well. Hmm. Nah. I don't know. He's got like a black eye, but yeah, I think he got sun. Total creep. All set. This is not sun, by the way. I do want to make that clear. This is this orange umbrella that is above me. I am not uh, down here tanning. So I'm still I'm sure just as untan as I've ever been. So we'll be back Monday. I'll be in Connecticut. We'll be doing a real word, proper style next week. I don't
1: know, but we got we got our buddy over here. Um he wants to sexual I'm blanking on his is it Jim? Is it are you is it Jim? Is that I can't our, see.
0: Like, I can't see anything so I can't you see these can't? comments.
1: What's wrong with I you? Literally he can't wants to see the like real word like this every time.
0: Every time?
1: No. Well, every maybe. time.
0: We'll see how this one goes and then uh we could do you, it this
1: way and you could just be sitting next to me and we could just be like <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that you, might you haven't be fun. If you haven't followed, we're doing this on the rackets, uh, the at at the rackets on Instagram. So if you haven't followed us there on IG, we got all our short videos up there. Obviously, yeah. if you like this video, thumbs it up and subscribe on YouTube. I think that's it. Give us a five star uh, on uh, Apple. Everything else. Hopefully you, hopefully you do. don't sweat too much today. Oh, uh, I'm going right back inside. Keep it Go re- to real to the AC. Keep it real, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.